Hogan doesn't want to go yet. He says, wait till I see that final second. Who's going to argue with Barry? He wins most of those. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. 46 to 10, the final. Welcome to the 4D Experience, Deep Dives with Dan and Drew. Well, that intro is not necessarily the most appropriate after the Bears' first outing. In better the- days. Better days, it's, Dan. Uh, we just have to think of better days. Maybe we'll change the theme song to better days. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, due to uh, the intro, kind of gave away our first story, obviously. We're going to talk a lot about the Bears game last night against the Rams. Uh, there, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot to dissect. There, there's actually more to it than, I mean, there's the obvious, and we're going we're gonna to definitely talk about the obvious. We may get a little heated when we talk about the obvious, but there's actually some good in here. I can't believe I actually said that. Um, you got to dig for it, but it's there. It's there. there. There are parts that are there, but there's a lot of, I just don't get it. <laughs> it's like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Except uh, obviously more bad and ugly, but oh man. So 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 first thing, can you play tackle? Uh, if you pay me $50 million, <laughs> I will. Maybe I can play tackle. I don't know. Um, I know they're looking. They are. So if anybody out there can play tackle, there's a spot on your Chicago Bears. Um, So I guess we'll start there. You ever uh, you ever watch Scott Van Pelt at Sports Center late at night, and he has that sound button of just the guy going, "Oh no!" Yeah, exactly. Oh no! And when Peters gets hurt, I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs) Like that's not not what we want against this defensive front. So that was eight plays, and then they bring in the guy they drafted, Larry Borman to come in and be the backup. He lasts, I think, eight more plays before he gets dragged off. Maybe not even that. Maybe not even that many. I don't even think he lasted that long. And then it was shifting line, and oh, God, here we are again. And the the guy that you wanted there is recovering from back surgery. Yikes. Okay, before we start, just the avalanche of negative. (laughs) I, I do have one positive of the Bears' offensive line last night and James Daniels I thought at right guard did a wonderful job early in the game against Aaron Donald I will agree with that I actually thought for the most part Aaron Donald was really a non-factor and they put him one-on-one they're like James Daniels you got Aaron Donald one-on-one and we expect you to stop him slow him whatever which way you want to describe it and he did a great job doing that and then the Rams adjusted because, you because know, Sean McVay, Sean McVay is a walking encyclopedia of football plays and just knows stuff. So I don't know if you noticed, but they switched Donald's position on the line. They switched him from left D tackle all the way over to like right end, right D tackle. Well, they went after the weak part they of the They went after line. Cody Whitehair is what they did. Because oh. Aaron Donald abused Cody Whitehair. Yeah. I mean, he took him to the woods and Cody Whitehair is a fantastic lineman. He really is. Terrible matchup. James Daniels is longer, taller, just bigger, just more massive. Cody White here is shorter, stockier, still obviously very strong. But Aaron Donald 
no, Aaron Donald can, him to the side. can be a beast and and got all up in Dalton's business a lot after they made that switch. And kudos to the Rams for realizing, like, hey, Aaron Donald might not be doing that great here. Let's shift him over. What a concept! Ooh. An in-game adjustment. An in-game adjustment. Uh, yeah, that was me slapping my forehead. In case anybody wants yes. to know, um, no, obviously the Rams out coached the bears. I think that's pretty straightforward, obvious. Uh, but I do want to shine a light. James Daniels O-line. He did a fantastic job. So shout out to you. And um, man, Aaron Donald's a beast. I'll tell you one other bright spot. And it's actually on the offensive side of the ball, which I shocked again, David Montgomery, man, he ran hard. Um, And he picked up, I think some giddy up in his step. Because that was the run in the first quarter was the first time that I'd ever noticed him running away from people where like he'd break through in his rookie year and you could tell he didn't have the high end top speed and you Mm -hmm. knew, you know, okay, he was going to get his 25 yards and the safety was going to get him. And okay, thanks for the 25 yards. He almost breaks that one all the way. Mm -hmm. And maybe we're talking about a different complexion in that first quarter. Maybe we're talking about a different game. Um, but it was nice to see. I mean, you you got the stats here. 16 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, rolled over Mr. Aaron Donald yes. in the second quarter. Uh, so if if you're looking for something to take out of this, as bad as the line is, they blocked it for the run at times, which is, which is sometimes not easy to do. And Williams, his backup, also had a couple of nice runs in crucial moments when the Bears were still in this game, which, by the way, the Bears were still in this game late into the third quarter. The the final score is a I, I will grant you. As much as I want to pound, and, and and trust me, it's coming. Um <laughs> when you look at the score, it actually doesn't do it justice. It was a game until three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, about there. Yeah. Uh because the Bears had scored and got us close again with like within a touchdown. And, and, and it was the next possession. And then the, 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 the Bears Cup had bomb and yeah, yeah. the Bears had some issues after that defensively. But um, oh, they had some issues a couple of times. They had a couple of issues, but we did want to shout out uh, James Daniels and David Montgomery for outstanding offensive performances. I will say that David Montgomery, the Rams at points were daring us to run. Uh, they put all their linebackers back. They had a, a very shell-like prevent uh, defense out there against the wide receivers. They would not let Allen Robinson get loose. No, and, and the one thing that Allen Robinson does not do is he doesn't have the breakaway speed. Jalen Ramsey covered him up. And and Jalen Ramsey, to his credit, is an outstanding cornerback. That's what he's paid to do. That's what he's paid to do. Um, So they were daring the Bears to run and be like, prove it. Prove that Matt Nagy can run the football, which they did. They did. Uh, it's still not enough carries. <laughs> It's not enough carries for Montgomery since, I mean, 16 carries, that's about half of where I like to see him at. I don't know that I want 30, but I want to be in the 25 to 20, 25 to 30 to range. To fair, though, and, and this is, again, we can talk about some of Nagy's coaching decisions because, Lord, there's a whole podcast worth of discussion we can have on Matt Nagy's coaching decisions last night. But some of them, I'll give him a little slack on because I don't think he trusts the defense. And some of those calls that he made were calls that you're like, 
you don't think very much of your defense. Well, the the fourth down ones, you were kind of in no man's land. The first one, I didn't have a problem with. The second one was okay. And then the one that boggled my mind was I'm like, okay, you were going to play that hand. And then you got to like the, like your 48 yard line. And then you decided to punt. Like, why are you playing? And the now fourth and two? Yeah. The third one? Yeah. That now, you, now you're going to play for a uh, uh, field position. Now it's worked so well for you so far. Yeah. I would have gone for the first one, punted the second one, possibly gone for the third one. Right. Right. I would have. And, and the fourth one where he went and it was like fourth and 15. Well, that was. That was 10 minutes ago in the fourth quarter. You're down. You're down two scores. And your defense has proven at that point that they can't stop anybody. So. That one you had. To. That that's a moot point. I mean, yeah, fine. So, but some of those decisions are like, man, you you really don't trust your defense to stop anybody. Well, they didn't exactly give him any reason to. No, they didn't. I mean, example one, I, I look, I could have caught that ball from uh, Stafford with nobody around me. Cooper Cup wide open. Uh, nobody in the next county. And, and I saw the flag come out and I was like, oh, they had to have done something. He had to Offensive have pushed push off uh-huh. or, or there's something down. No, it's a, it's a, it's a personal foul against Akeem Hicks for what is really a stupid push. Like the ball was gone. What the heck are you doing? But that neither here nor there. Cooper cup was, had low, like he could, you could have thrown it to Santa Clara. And it would have still not had anybody in a Navy uniform around him. You know what else I can do? I could touch a receiver when he's down. Yeah. I can also do that. We do that in the pros, Mr. Eddie Jackson. But there was two issues there. It was, one, he was wide open anyway on that Correct. post route. He was wide open, no one around him. And then he goes down, and no one touches him, and he gets up and runs in. The secondary for the Bears and I know you you have already gotten on your uh, Vildor <laughs> rants, uh, that, and that's fair. And you're, I believe, about to get on an Eddie Jackson one here soon, which is also fair. That secondary scares the life out of me. And look, Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. No, I mean, and, and good quarterback plus good qu- decent quarterback. It doesn't even have to be good with with what we saw last night. If that's the best that this secondary can do, I sure hope that that's not the best that the secondary can do. I hope that, that there's – We've got a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of offensive powerhouses. Oh, no, I know. It, the schedule is just insane. And we got I rid think, of Kyle Fuller. Yeah, and, and they let Kyle Fuller go because they wanted to give Jimmy Graham more money. Who we used – what with it? There's a whole other coaching decision that I have issues with. We're getting way off track. Really so, anyway, I'm going to go off on – here, here's two things that really, really, really concern me. One, does Eddie Jackson want to play football? Because he doesn't look like he's engaged. Like his rookie year, I thought the thing that stood out for me more than anything else was he understood position and where to be in that defense to where he could look like he wasn't covering a receiver and they could break on a ball. And he, and he had that timing and all that. It was just clicking since he's gotten paid. And I hate to say this about a player because I don't, I don't want to believe that it's true. It's just, it's, it's been like this decline and maybe because he puts the, the old school number four on his Jersey, he thought he was back in college, but you got to touch the guy down, man. 
So the Yikes! Only, the only time I saw Eddie Jackson fired up the entire night was when he yelled at Ogletree for, for, that for, for the personal foul. foul. Which is fair. But Eddie Jackson, you're the you should, veteran. You're one of the secondary. captains. You have to lead that secondary. I'm, I don't care if it was your mistake or not. Those two issues are on you, bud. You're the Pro Bowl highest paid defensive player. Or you got to get in somebody's face and, and, and fix or help fix, help the coaches fix. You know, when you have an inexperienced secondary like that, you have to be almost a de facto coach on the field. Absolutely. And that's what they're paying you for. And it just wasn't there. So that's one. The other one that scares me more, um, Khalil Mack, not a factor. Yeah, I, I I think Sean McVay does a really good job of, look, we're not going to let that dude beat us. So just roll out, swing well, pass. Then it should be short passes. Somebody else ought to be cleaning that up then. You'd and like and, and to they have, had one sack. Yeah, you'd like to have, well, oh, Quinn did not have a great night. I know he got a half of a sack with Hicks. Yay! Uh, Quinn did not have a great night. That's, that's who needs to be that because... If you have Mac on one side, you have Hicks up the middle. Quinn should get a lot of free run, and he doesn't. Eddie Goldman, where are you? <laughs> where is he? Is he still on like COVID ineligible list? Or no, where is he I at? Don't. He was just he, he was, was just, an active. He was just an active. Which again, that is even even more con- weird. Given uh, now, look, I, I'm I'm gonna go off on a different rant for a minute, but I understand you can't understand believe anything any NFL coach says about any player any ever. He could have his arm amputated and he's day to day and we'll, and, you know, we'll tape him up. But the whole thing was, we didn't know if he was going to show up to camp, Eddie Goldman. Then he shows up to camp late. Then he's okay. Do you think he's just Do- doesn't play the preseason? It could be. Cause he missed all of last Who year. Who the hell knows? We don't know because they never tell you. It's concerning. That's um, concerning. The line I didn't think had – I mean, Stafford had all day to throw whenever he wanted yeah. to. The rollout, the bootleg, I mean, the entire defensive line bit on the, the run fake. And, and he's wide open because everybody bit on the run fake. The defensive side of the ball, if this is what it is – It's atrocious. Expectations come way down. It's atrocious. And then uh, that leads to my other campaign of if that's really what it is and you've got really nothing to play for, put number one in and let him calibrate. Okay, before we get – and we buried the lead here, clearly. But before we get to that big, big, big Drew and I debate, <laughs> um, I can't leave the defense because as much no, no, as – No, go ahead. Finish, finish up on the defense. Then we'll get into the fight. As much as the QB debate was the topic on Twitter last night, no, the more concerning thing is the, the more concerning thing. Dalton, all things considered, played fine. wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. He was okay. He was comfortably meh. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I for I, whatever it's worth, a Bears quarterback being meh the, is probably it, an upgrade. It, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot other than the the pick in the end zone. Um, times where I went. And that was tipped. What the heck are you doing? I didn't I didn't say that too often. The sequence that led up to the pick, however, made me say that. Because that was the long Montgomery run, then a false start, 
Then at three seconds on the play clock, you had to take a timeout because you couldn't get the play in. If you're riding with Andy Dalton, and let's let's just assume that that's replacement level quarterback and that's fine. All of that, the selling point for him has got to be he's not going to have that problem. The play's going to get in. It's going to get called. We're not going to have cadence issues because he's experienced. He's, we're not going to have flim flammy play calls that, that get in late. Now, maybe that's on Nagy. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm putting that on Dalton. Maybe, I'm, maybe I shouldn't be um, because we all know Matt Nagy is the one doing the play calling again. Oh, we'll still get to the coaching later. So, yeah. But that stuff can't be wrong so, if you're going with Dalton. Here's the thing. Andy Dalton was 27 of 38. He missed nine passes. You have the tipped ball interception. You have one that he uh, threw away because he was getting chased down from behind. So that was a good throw away. Didn't try to force it somewhere. And he forced one into Allen Robinson and Jalen Robinson. And Jalen Ramsey made a great play on it. Fine. Those are three of his nine incompletions. So six others. Dude, that's accurate. That's a guy who could put it on an open wide receiver and have it stick. Within 15 yards. Yes. We had... How many seasons of Mitch Trubisky not being able to hit a wide open wide receiver? I have faith that Andy Dalton can hit a wide oh, open no, wide Mitch receiver. Oh, no, Mitch could hit him within 15 yards, too. It was when you tried to throw him over 20 yards that Mitch just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. But Mitch Mitch had one of the best. when when he. If you look at some of his better games, his completion percentage was out of this world because it was all the same stuff. There's also and, a lot of garbage time completions. Granted. <laughs> I will, I will grant you that, you know, you know, everyone's doing the, the cover two shell and that everyone knows how to beat it. And that's fine. I could throw a five yard dump pass. when. But that's what you saw a lot of. That was apparently the game plan. Now that I, I as much as I want to ride on that, wasn't necessarily a bad decision given oh, no, what the defense get Andy was Dalton doing killed in your first game. Either. Right. And, and then you also admitted through that game plan that you can't block it. Yes. So I, I will grant you that. But eventually, the rest of the league is just going to start stacking that, and they're going to take that away. And then what the heck do you do? Because <laughs> I think you're going to see – you definitely know what you're going to see on defense. You're going to see people throwing bombs away until the Bears prove they can stop it. 100%. It's that simple. Yep. And you're going to see it early, and you're going to see it often. Yep. On offense, um, I – you did upgrade your total speed at the wide receiver position. They're going to dare you to throw it deep. They're going to say, okay, you got to block it for four or five seconds because we're just going to sit. We're going to sit on all those little short routes and they're going to take that stuff away. That's what they're going to do. So again, it's going to come down to, you're going to have to do something that at least in this game, you were not comfortable doing. Well, yeah, that's great. Except now you lost your two left tackles <laughs> and you uh you don't have Jalen Ramsey coming up again in your schedule so that's at least one positive but your next game is against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney so good luck with that blocking up front so it doesn't get any the Bears have one of the toughest schedules I think it's the by metrics the toughest it's not getting easy the Rams with Matt Stafford might win a Super Bowl that team is good that team is very, very good, good. Um, so take that for what it's worth, but it doesn't get now, a we've also seen We've also seen the Rams start really fast before. True. We have seen that, but I'm banking that Stafford is better than Goff. So that's where I'm making that comparison. But 
as far as the quarterback goes, I still what about this Bears team? Inspires confidence that you're not gonna get Justin Fields demolished. What I don't want is a Trubisky situation where just because Glennon is not lighting the world on fire, you go to your backup when he's maybe not hundred percent ready. What what they did with Okay. If we're gonna we're gonna legislate that let's 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 talk about that situation from a few years ago um john fox screwed mitch trubisky bar none because when they finally put him in they didn't let him do anything they basically told him hand off 40 times a game and throw the ball eight yards so he never those were starts but they weren't meaningful starts presumably because he wasn't ready for a larger playbook okay you didn't see mitch trubisky in game one you've seen justin fields in game one just from the demeanor from everything i saw now granted it's a small sample size and how much can you magnify five plays i understand it but from everything that i'm seeing this is not that situation there's no, Andy Dalton is better and Justin Fields is better. They're, they're both, both better, better quarterbacks they're both than what better. we had back then. They're definitely both better. <laughs> so yeah, and you're not, and, and and you cannot be in the situation where you're if you're going to try to win a football game, you can't win it eight to eight to six. So well, we'll get to an eight to six score later. <laughs> but See what right. happens when you put an agenda in front yeah. of me. Um, but here's the thing: I I kept seeing a lot on on Twitter is. Well, if Justin Fields had started the game, we score a touchdown on that first. You can't say no, that. No, you, you don't know that. Andy Dalton got you all the way down there. I get they didn't finish. But he got you in a position to score. And yes, Justin Fields had a wonderful throw. And it was great. And he had a, a wonderful bootleg out for a touchdown right, later nice, in the game. Nice run. Gorgeous. And it was great blocking on the tight end by that point, who blocked two people on that run in. Was that Komet or no? It was uh, or, or JP Horsted. Horsted Jesper. I, yeah, it was either him or JP. I, I forget which one, but he had a great block that blocked two people for Fields to get in. Uh, they had a shovel pass, which I, Dalton could have ran. Well, a shovel okay, pass. okay. You ran the shovel pass to the side of the linemen, where you had two of them go out in the first well, five that minutes was the of the play game. That Borm went out on. Was right? That was that one? Why are you running it to that side? I don't know. I hit my head again. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> I'm going to give myself a concussion before this episode. Honestly, a lot of the issues with, okay, Dalton's interception. Dalton's interception, we have Dalton made a wonderful throw to Jimmy Graham to get us down inside the five. Yes? Yes. Jimmy Graham posted up. He did his six, seven, I can catch a ball thing, and he caught it, right? Why do you take Jimmy Graham out of the game? Why'd you do that? Why'd you call a play that led to a false start? And then the, the play call after that was atrocious. Like, you you have Jimmy Graham for one reason and one reason only, and that's to be a pass catcher in the red zone. That's to be Rob Gronkowski And he did in this the last zone. year, too. That's all he did. He takes Jimmy Graham out of the game when he's... Yeah, I I, I don't understand it. I you Why did you pay him then? I don't know. Why did you sack... Yes, you, congratulations. If I'm playing chess and I have my Kyle Fuller rook over here and I have Jimmy Graham my knight and I'm going to sacrifice the rook which is a more valuable piece for my overall for that knight and then I just throw the knight off the board 
What the hell for? I, I don't understand. So it's like, yes, Dalton threw a pick. Yes, it was tipped. But I think he was handcuffed a little bit by like, why don't you have your six seven tight end in there that can that literally all he does is catch touchdowns. Well, and this is if you want to get on the Matt Nagy shouldn't be calling play call train or calling wow calling play train. Excuse me. Uh, I'm all on board on that one because Bill Lazor, at least it made some sense. It's we're back to can I get neither of them doing? Well, yeah, a third option. Third option would be great. You or me or I, Madden 2020. I wouldn't pay Jimmy Graham ten million dollars and then take him off in the red zone. That blows. I my mean, mind. it just you finally get something working. You can establish some rhythm, and, and if you score a touchdown, like like we said, or at the very least, run David Montgomery. Game. But this is a this is a play calling issue. I don't put no. That that's that's not on Dalton. Dalton. No, no, yeah, you can't. No, I'm not putting. I know that Dalton, on Dalton ends up with a poor number because of it. Well, he had made a bad decision. There were three Rams around the guy he was trying to throw to. He stared him down. That those were the things I can put on Dalton. If if, if you want to have legit criticisms, like granted of the nine incompletions, the ones that I saw, especially the fourth down ones, he was staring down Allen Robinson on two of them. Didn't make it exactly hard for Jalen Ramsey to go, hmm, I think number 12 is going to get the ball. Well, you could argue that even going there was in one, that direction to Jalen Ramsey is probably and not then, Right. And then there was the, the first one, Cole Komet, was as wide open as Cooper Cup was. He could have danced himself into the end zone there. Um, but, yeah, so it, bad start. Bad start. They're probably not very good. I think all the expectations have to come down to uh, – yeah, tough schedule. I don't I don't know that I see it getting better. So then it becomes unless you're so afraid of Justin Fields not being able to take care of himself on the field. Why are you not letting him get let let it let's have That's the five argument, let's though. have the five pick game. Let's have the five pick game, get it out of his system, you know, let's actually see if the game is fast or slow for him. I know he's still walking those comments back. Probably shouldn't have said that in the preseason. I wouldn't have said it. Probably wasn't a good idea because I'm sure everybody's now going to have that on, you know, billboard material. Look, I'm, I don't want Justin Fields starting right now because I don't know that I don't see him in practice every day. I don't know what he's throwing or what he's doing in practice. I'm sure they were seeing something that they're not like, he's not fully ready yet. Fine. I get that he's, by far the most athletic quarterback. Although I will say Dalton ran uh, for 13 yards, including one nine-yard touchdown, or uh, not touchdown run, uh, first down run. Good on you. I didn't see that coming from Andy Dalton. So kudos to him for that. Um, I'll say this. Andy Dalton came to play. For for as as weird of a situation as he's in, I give him full marks. That Of, of, of people who we were questioning effort before earlier, I ain't questioning his effort. No, I think he's not yeah. at all. Some people say he's a bum or a scrub or whatever. No, I think he's a competent quarterback that can be a quarterback in this league still. He's done it I successfully think he, in this I league. Think he's, I think he's serviceable backup. I think he's a guy who can get you out of a game. He's a guy who can win an odd game or two for you. I think over time you will see him get run down, especially with this line. So if that's, that's fair. That's my one concern, and that throws my Justin Fields starting prediction out the window is if Dalton gets hurt, which I think again, with this line, it's inevitable. Unfortunately, I don't wish that on Dalton at all. Uh, but I do, uh, contrary to what I saw mostly on Twitter last night, 
I actually like the game plan that they came in with of Dalton starting, but sprinkling in some fields. I think it, it works. At least they they know they they have a working television. I understand that. Like that was that was not all negative. Like I didn't think the game plan was bad offensively. Um, you could see that it you know they got down there in the first drive, and it, like I said, if, if if it's not that interception or if Montgomery takes it in or, you know, somehow they don't have the false start or whatever, it's, it's maybe a completely different game. So I don't fault the, the planning. Like you saw things, you saw some developments. Um, I think you were just up. You, you can write I this thought, off to saying you were up against a buzzsaw and maybe you were only going to get this no matter who you played. I know we're running up against it. So we might have to continue the bears conversation <laughs> into our next football segment. But uh, I thought the best coaching was actually done pre-game because the Bears came out and they made a drive down the field and they looked competent on offense. It's just after that first drive, things started to fall apart. Oh, they're bit. always good for one. I texted you. I said, they're good for one. And kudos for the one. Uh, that being said, Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, uh, you're on the hot seat already <laughs> after game one. Uh, and Nagy's press conference I didn't like because he was very upbeat for the shellacking that they took. But the one yeah, thing you can love your play call on fourth down all you want. It still didn't convert. Yeah. But the one really telling thing he did say was, uh, can you can you tell us uh, anything about the defensive coordinator and your conversation? I don't he think like, he was paying any attention to it. No, he was like, well, he sounded really clear on the headset. He was really good on the headset. If that's the best thing you could say about your defensive coordinator that night, you might need a new defensive coordinator. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yikes. And, after Fangio and Pagano, you might need a new one. I'm sorry. Yikes. We got 16 more of these. Ow. Mm-hmm. There, there's that pain in my back again. <laughs> I'm going to have a concussion by the end of this year. I'm going to slap my forehead so much. All right. We are definitely way up against it. Uh, so we are going to take a quick break. We may continue this on the other side of said break, uh, just because this is one of the more fun segments I think I've done on this podcast to this day, to this point. Football just brings it out of you. What else can you say? It's the NFL, baby. Uh, so come on back. We'll get into some more football. We may talk a little college football. We've got a whole bunch of stuff lined up. So come on back. All right. Welcome back. Actually, I have to prompt myself there. Because uh, we're talking football, dang it. We're talking football, mister. Doug Buffone is probably rolling in his grave tonight. <laughs> I miss those post-game shows. Those were something else. Nothing else you always felt. So, you know, it was a good experience because you would just yell and scream into a microphone for an hour and a half. I got to say, better. I do love the post-game show now. I, I don't know if you saw oh, the it football after show with Olin Krutz, yeah, Alex Brown and Lance Briggs. Oh, they Alex are... Brown went going right after Eddie Jackson. Olin like, Krutz went after everybody. That, yeah. that dude does not mix any words. And, and he's incredibly smart. Like, if you actually follow him on Twitter, he's one of the best at breaking. Like, he will show you uh, what good offensive line play looks like. Because yeah. he finds it and he retweets it, and it's just great. It's a very entertaining postgame yeah. show. Dave Wanstead, our former coach, was, uh, I guess, the nicest of the bunch. Um, you know, because he's a former coach. He wants to, like, not completely you bury. You mean when he's not talking Pittsburgh football? Uh, well, he did talk some Pittsburgh football. That's like probably that. an awful impression. I'll never do it again. <laughs> he did talk some, because I think that uh, tight end that got the block for Fields is from Pitt. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. I recruited that guy. Uh-huh. Um, so it was a very entertaining post-game show. Anyway, 
yeah, I, I did. I did want to shout out Roquan Smith, who had 11 tackles, six solo. He did actually show up on defense last night. And it makes sense because he was the one guy who actually from the defense that showed up to minicamp. So, I mean, we were just we we're watching the Monday night game as we're recording this. And we just saw, you know, a guy get carted off. And it's just I, I understand, you know, players versus management in the NFL is a big deal. But something's got to give with with everybody going down in the first couple of weeks because nobody's playing in the preseason. So why have a preseason? The Ravens have had a real bad stretch. I think they're down to like their third or fourth running back. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw it happen with the Bears offensive line. None of those guys, I mean, Borman at least had played, but Peters was signed off the street. He He's, wasn't playing. I think they said in the game last night that he was he, he himself listed himself at maybe 80% right. before the game. And he's your starting left tackle, and bless him, he's a Hall of Famer. But he's angry. no, and but you could actually tell, like he knew what to do. Like he actually did save Dalton on one while he was in, saved Dalton from getting like corner blitzed because he came off his block and he blocked the, the blitzer and and saved Dalton from a major problem early. He, he did, but he also gave up the fumble, the sack fumble. Right. So he also, and, and I don't know if that's on him or that's communication amongst the line about like. Hey, if I get this guy, you get that well, guy. That could be the Brett Seabrook theory where like he knows what to do and he just physically can't do it, which is there's the problem a, when you're 39 and that. still trying to play offensive line in the NFL. No offense. I'm almost 39. I don't think I should play offensive line in the NFL. But hey, if the Bears want me, uh, put me in. Yeah, so there. Um, I will say this, watching the Ravens-Raiders game right now, I did have the thought uh, before we started that I think Justin Fields reminds me of Lamar Jackson, except a better thrower of the football. Could be. And I know that completely buries my whole philosophy on set fields for right now. I understand that, but that's the type of talent. And that's not to say that I don't love fields. I love Justin Fields. I want him to be the quarterback for the next 15 years. And I want him to smoke the Packers like the Saints did yesterday. (laughs) At least there's that. Yes. Uh, hey, Bears are still tied for first, baby. First first place team. Yeah, way to go to the most difficult division in sports. Yeah. Yikes. So, I, I'm a big fan of Fields. I want him to be successful, and I just don't think this Bears team leads to him being successful right now, and that's my fear. Well, the here's what I would tell you. And, and every young quarterback has gone through the calibration stretch. I don't understand. I understand. I, I get the thing about the line, and I'll grant you that that's a, a compelling argument. But I would say that Justin Fields is athletic enough to run away from it, and to at least give defenses something else run, to look for. Justin, run. Well, no, not quite, <laughs> not quite there. But run and throw the ball. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's almost to yeah. the point where I'm I'm going to start doing my. The, the ball gets snapped to Dalton, and then I'm going to go throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the. No. He was getting it out there in less than he two was. Point he two was seconds. He was. He was. And they were. But, and one time, I'll actually agree with Collinsworth about like maybe Justin Fields is, and he said Fields himself said this after the game of like, it was good for me to get out there for just a play or two to be like, that's Aaron Donald. He's big and he is really fast. I need to like up my game a little bit. Well, this is different. That's my point. The longer he's out there, the quicker that process can happen. And, and you've skipped that phase in a year where you've basically kind of decided it's not going to be about this year. 
that's that I think once you make that call, I think you're more apt to go in with with Justin Fields and riding it or dying with it. Um, yeah, injuries happen. I mean, it, it's the constant. He could go out, sit this entire year, go out in training camp next year and tear a knee. I sure. mean, we've seen that happen. Sure. I mean, look at the look at the guy who was um, nice for Carolina. Uh, the guy who blew out his knee. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, I just want that calibration process to happen faster. <laughs> well, I, I I like how the Bears are doing it. I think Dalton, as your long, I don't want to say long-term starter because it's not, but <laughs> plays the more snaps, plays more snaps, and you give Fields his moments to have an impact on the game. All right. All right, here, here's the question, and, and, and I'll leave it here, and then we'll, 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 we'll go on to some college. On, we'll, we'll talk some college ball. Would you rather – now let's assume for the, for, for the hot minute that the defense is serviceable, and it's not going to be – I know, that's a big ask, yes. For both scenarios, okay, for, for Dalton or Fields, the defense is serviceable. Okay. Would you rather have a 9-8 and eight season – which I don't think we're going to get to, by the way, but again, hypothetical here with Andy Dalton and maybe you sneak into the playoffs and then you're out kind of where you were last year mm -hmm. versus a six and 11 season with Justin Fields getting all of the bad in the calibration and the learning of the game speed in real actual regular season games out of the way, provided both can stay healthy. If both, can you guarantee me both? I can't guarantee that, but I'm just saying, what's the hypothetical? In this, in this hypothetical, in situation. the hypothetical, yes. Uh, I would say I take the six and eleven with Fields, okay. with him staying healthy, and mainly that's because of the draft picks that we would get. Except we've traded all of them. <laughs> that's yeah, they're gonna go play for other teams. So really, at that point, um, yeah. I, but the, but you do recognize that there is value in getting calibrated and finding what your real game speed is and all that, right? Sure. I'm just a bigger fan of that calibration happening with Dalton taking more of hits right now than uh than Fields. But okay. Right. Well we're gonna we're gonna see this play out. This will not be the first time we will probably have this discussion. We may have it again next week. I'm pretty sure we will. <laughs> Uh, we got the Bengals coming in who beat the Vikings in dramatic fashion because the Vikings fumbled the ball instead of kicking a field goal. Thanks! Uh, uh, yeah, but the Bengals have a loaded offense, um, and I mentioned the two D linemen that they have. So. Yeah, Joe Burrow, um, back from the injury, he looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. And Mixon can run the ball at running back. They're loaded. Yeah. So uh, do not sleep on the Bengals. And, you know, Minnesota's not a bad defense, and, and they carved them up. So, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but at least it will be on the lakefront. Maybe the weird bad turf slows them down. Like, I actually think that's one of the Man, reasons. SoFi looks gorgeous. That stadium is stellar. Well, for the billions that they spent on it, oh. it should. And, like, you got the ocean breeze coming in through the open, like, wind. oh, that stadium is one of a kind. Well, it's gorgeous. hosting the Super Bowl this year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, I I will see every Rams game on the TV <laughs> just to see that stadium. Anyway, 
The one in Vegas that we're watching tonight actually doesn't look half bad yeah, either. Allegiant is very, very nice. Um, hopefully I can see that in person sometime soon if I could ever get to Vegas, COVID willing. Um, anyway. Vegas, December, last week of the year. Hmm, we heard that before. That's an inside Oh, that's joke. a deep cut. Uh, that's an inside That's joke. an inside thing and that still really hurts. Uh, so <laughs> we're... We're going to jump to the college <sighs> side of the, the football game. See what happens when you get me talking football, it all comes out. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Um, so I'm going to start off with my beautiful alma mater, uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, in their first week, they actually upset the ACC, uh, Georgia Tech, 22-21 on the last second two-point conversion. Super exciting. Uh, NIU is in a total rebuild right now. They're in a full-scale, turn-the-whole-program-over kind of rebuild. So to beat Georgia Tech is... Awesome. Way ahead of pace. Uh, they did lose to Wyoming in one of the old school NIU shootout type games, 50 to 43. Uh, but they did come back crazy in that game. They were down big and they came all the way back to make that a game. So um, NIU looking positive. Well, that, that conference owns the Tuesday night segment. <laughs> that's true. So, that's And that's true. what you see. I mean, that's, that is totally into what that conference does. It's high flying. Everybody, All the defenders are too short. The wide receivers are too good, and the quarterbacks are just good enough to make it fun. And then all every now and then you'll get a stunning prospect from the Mac that's like a top five pick, yeah, <laughs> like Khalil Mack, for example, from yep. Buffalo, yep. Um, or Ben Roethlisberger. I can name Kenny, Kenny Galladay from NIU. Anyway, uh, going on to a more disappointing uh, Illinois football team, Illinois doing Illinois things, beating Nebraska, and then just, just, uh, yeah. They fell. Well, that's another team you also got to say is in a full rebuild too. That's true. That's I mean, true. brand new coach, new. You know, they're in the they're in the churn of getting the Lovey Smith recruits out. Yep. And then bringing in the new recruits, so Still. it's going to be a couple years for Illinois. And I expected them to be bad. The, the shocker was the the win over Nebraska. Who saw that coming? I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nebraska's not great either, so it's a bad. Well, no, I mean, it just proves, are, yeah. yeah. Um, but Texas San Antonio, you you gotta you gotta win that game, man. You, you gotta win that one. I get the blowout loss to Virginia, fine. Have that one, eat eat it. But Texas San Antonio, you got to win. No, that. I mean that's supposed to be a step up for Texas San Antonio, and and they got paid for it. They got paid for it. So <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, Northwestern, eh, just kind of a meh. I mean, they lose to Michigan State uh, and then beat Indiana State. Uh, those are two very different state schools. <laughs> Michigan State is a, a power a player. Indiana State is a player, but at the FCS yes. level. Yes. So, yeah. No, I mean, they're in a quarterback quandary, too. You know, they have, what, what's it, Hunter Johnson? Yeah. Is the quarterback? Yeah, the guy that, that transferred in and then got hurt last year. Um, is he the guy kind of struggled in the first game. Obviously he was playing better in the second game, but he was against much weaker competition. So hard to tell what Northwestern is. Uh, I think they lost a lot of guys actually to the NFL draft last they year. Lost so two that were in the first round. Yeah. So, I mean, this may be one of those, it takes a breather and then Pat Fitzgerald will come back. I mean, he's going to be there. The oh, reason Fitzgerald he's going to be one of the more tenured yeah. coaches in this town for a reason. So, and he said offers to leave. Oh, no. Great offers to leave. Yeah. And he said no. Nope. So good on you for that. Uh, Notre Dame. Um, I'm not super confident in Notre Dame this year. Well, they like to make it fun, if nothing else. They beat Florida State. And you're like, okay, Florida State's a good win, except Florida State just lost to like Jacksonville State. 
what? No, I, they they do what Notre Dame always does. They they play down to the competition, and then and then uh, not play up to the good competition. Well, it, in the bowl games, yes, that's totally correct because they really. I thought they actually played one of their better schedules last year, and I know they made the playoff, um, but they got their rear ends handed to them in the ACC championship game, and then they got their rear ends handed to them again by two really good teams in Clemson and Alabama. I mean, they are – Brian Kelly is going to go down as like probably the most successful Notre Dame head coach ever, but they're always between 7 and 12. That's – is they can't get – into that ceiling and the only reason they get there is because they're notre dame which as a fan of theirs yeah it's like i, I almost wish they wouldn't have gotten into the playoff last year because you knew it was going to be bad you and it was 35 point shellac yeah like i remember i was actually in the i was in the parking lot of the portillo's trying to get a meal for the game to come back to watch it and the game was basically already over they were down like 17 points those are those portillo's wait lines yeah, exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah, they you know they beat Toledo by three, uh, and I think and I we're could, lucky to do it. It needed a late comeback touchdown to do it. And I think I could speak for the vast majority of people when I say uh, no one likes Toledo. It's goodbye never, Toledo. No At one, least no goodbye Toledo. Toledo. And I get that I, I just said I'm a Northern grad, so take that for what it's worth. Well, but and also, that's and that's my impression of the goodbye Toledo. Yeah, just just uh, no one likes Toledo. Uh, so. That's kind of our college football wrap-up, a little all over the place, but um, some of our local teams. Well, I mean, bigger picture, Ohio State loses. Um, that's significant. Yeah, that was um, a big win for Oregon. Yeah. And Ohio State being Ohio State only dropped to, like, number nine in the rankings because right. they're Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I was up to number five, I think. I think they breached the top five somewhere in there because they beat Iowa State. So. Well, I mean, the other one, Clemson lost early in their first week game. Uh, so that's that was not ideal for them. No, they lost to a very, very good Georgia team. No, I did. think that Georgia team is going to make a run at Alabama. Uh, that well, being try. said, no one's beating Alabama. I was going to, they can try. Alabama and then looks, Alabama just looks like the, they're unbeatable. the megalith that it is. Yeah. Uh, hey, you never know. Mercer didn't lose by 50. If you had the Mercer with 50 points, you, you won that bet. Uh, so <laughs> Good luck for your uh, your betting choices. Uh, moving to the prep side of things locally here, um, Eisenhower lost a close one. There was that eight to six score that Drew mentioned. Uh, it was just a terrible football game. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was just awful. Uh, just awful, awful, awful. Uh, Brother Rice uh, did Brother Rice things by beating Bennett forty two to six. Argo did Argo things by losing to Richards forty eight to six. Uh, Shepard loses to Lamont 37-13, which surprises no one. Lamont is very, very good. Uh, Maris beats Nazareth 28-14, continuing Nazareth's really poor start to the season. I think they're like 0-3 to start the season. Not good. Um, and Maris and Rice are setting up for another uh, Battle of Pulaski showdown. Uh, so, Drew, we got to make a side bet. we got to get one of these. Uh, and then Evergreen Park put a hurtin' on Revis. Uh, Revis is way down this year. Uh, but they beat him 40 to nothing. Ouch. Ow. Ouch. Mercy. Yeah. So a um, little bit of a prep roundup. There's, um, I think, the big game this week. Uh, I think it's going to be on Comcast on Channel 100 if you're locally here listening. And it's going to be Brother Rice and Loyola. 
going to be the game of the week. Usually a pretty good matchup. Uh, it'll be a good one. Loyola just dropped one to St. Rita this weekend. So they're not as good as they usually have been. So Brother Rice is looking for a little bit of payback and revenge because Loyola's beat them up a little bit. So um, including in that state championship game, right? It was Loyola and Brother Rice in the state championship. Yeah, that was where the, the, the Brother Rice quarterback literally couldn't throw anymore. And he was so game. He was trying to play. And they really should have just taken him out of the ball game is what they should have done. But because uh, he could not, he like separated his shoulder in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, so Brother Rice looking for a little revenge, but check out that game. It's going to be a good one. I think it's at Rice, if I'm not mistaken. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, but that's the local preps. I was going to say the old campus actually doesn't look all that bad. They just got a new parking lot and everything. They I've been did. Watching them put it. And I think they got a new turf a couple of years ago too. So yeah, yeah. No, they're on field turf. I mean, when yeah. I went, th- when when I was there, uh, it was still uh, it, no, it was still natural grass. Oh, it's still natural. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then they went to the carpet where you yep. just like roll on a carpet over like concrete, <laughs> which nobody liked. Nobody liked. People would get killed. No, but yeah, no. Brother Rice is doing some some awesome things with their field um, and their parking lot, which helps a ton because their parking lot was in rough shape there for a little bit. I used to know. I parked it there when I learned how to drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I wish I can get to one of these Spot games. Number forty one. Um, I think Eisenhower actually has Argo next week, so uh, that'll hopefully be a pick me up for one of those two schools. Um, Someone's O has got to go in the yes. positive way. Yes, yes. Uh, Argo, I think, is two and one. I think they're both two and one, actually. So we'll see. Someone's got to give in that uh, battle of conference foes. Dan, I want to have as good of a kicker as Justin Tucker. My God, that dude is just money. He might be a Hall of Famer. He probably is. Yeah, that rare Sorry. kicker Hall of Famer. Sorry, you're, Sorry to you're keep coming back to the NFL, but I'm just fawning over clutch uh, kicking. They had um, come on, man, Chicago. With, uh, Robbie Gold at the beginning of the game, too. And, and Robbie Gold can also make a case for the Hall of Fame. He's been a great kicker for his career because, you know, uh, the Bears wanted to get rid of him. So, uh, Gotta go feed his family. Before we take another break here, I want to get to what the world calls football. Uh, and what we call soccer. Uh, just very briefly, uh, World Cup qualifying, that first round of games finished up. The U.S. Uh, started out horribly in the first half. I guess half. the first half, yeah. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I had to find where the hell to watch Alamundo, this game. I watched it in Spanish. Oh, no. I found an English stream. It was on Paramount+. Plus. Yes, that would make sense. Which apparently I had to re-log into. And when I found out that the game was on, there was 30 minutes to go. By the time I got signed in, there was 20 minutes to go. So thank you very much uh, for that. But I found an actual English broadcast. And then once I started watching, the U.S. started scoring. So I guess I was good luck. There you go. Um, Yeah, apparently the first half was absolute crazy. It was atrocious. Uh, And and they were just terrible. And then, like, they figured out, oh, this is the lineup we should have started the game with. And, and put them all in, and then they just go out and 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 good on them for the the four to one. It, two of the goals were kind of garbage time goals, but it's important because that actually gets them above it was the line. Very crucial, uh, yeah, because Canada put it on El Salvador earlier in the day, uh, three nothing. So they get those three points so, to the win, so, so, yeah, and the goal differential. So this game, U.S. not only had to win, they had to win substantially, which they're obviously capable of. Uh, even without, they didn't have McKinney because he's an idiot. They didn't have Reyna because he's hurt. They didn't have... Uh, they didn't have Pulisic. Th- they had Pulisic for a half, yeah. and then he got hurt in the second half. Um, I don't know the extent of his injury. I'm hoping it's not significant. I'm hoping he gets to come back. 
Um, they didn't have the the goalie, right, Stefan? They didn't have Stefan, uh, who's still out with an injury, and they didn't have um, oh oh uh, Sergio Dest, who was out with an ankle sprain from the, uh, the well, last game. But the good news is because they won this, they get a break now. They do for a couple months, so they can get some guys back, get some guys off of the COVID list. I would say it's have the one guy stop being a moron. October seventh is right around the corner, though. No, it's close. Like, I it's mean, still like a month. In the soccer parlance, it's they're they're not that far that apart. Get here quick, especially considering you know club soccer and yes. international breaks and all that other fun stuff. But at least they they haven't they 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 were on the path to maybe falling over themselves again, and they stopped it. They did. So I, I was looking it up because they have changed it a little bit now with World Cup qualifying, and I I'm gonna try to get this right. I believe the top four teams automatically qualify. And it used to be the top three, and then the fourth one gets a Right, because the line is under the fourth team. Yes. So the top four teams automatically qualify. I'll be damned if the U.S. is not a top four team out of the eight teams in CONCACAF. There's no way. They, they should be. They should be. Mexico, U.S., Canada, Panama. Those are your four teams that should qualify. God, I love clutch kicking. He's still watching the game over my shoulder. Well... Talk about your European football. I love clutch kicking in that, too. Yeah, Raiders came up with a big one. Uh, this is going overtime, folks. Unless they can run back a kick, which, you know, who knows? It's the Raiders. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, if those four teams don't go on, uh, Mexico, U.S., Canada, and Panama, uh, that's absurd. Those are the four best teams in this in this uh, octagonal. Hexagonal. Eight. There's eight. Yeah, there's eight teams. They switched that up, too. Um, with Jamaica, uh, Costa Rica, El Salvador, and Honduras being the other four. So we get Jamaica on October 7th. I could say something really corrupt and bad right now. I'm just not <laughs> willing to say anything. So. It uh, involves a FIFA official. Well, they got Jamaica on October 7th. They should, by all accounts, win that game comfortably because uh, Jamaica has not looked good in any of these games. Um yeah, I mean, they basically have to round-robin both sets of teams. Yes. So, I mean, there will be a game against Mexico. If you can take one of them, they've beaten them the last two times they've played. So that's going for you. Um, you pretty much – you they control their own destiny. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, they, they we're early enough in it. They, they've, they've avoided the, oh, God, phase. And now they just have to, you know, play decent and, and qualify. Dang it. We yeah. want to see you in Cutter. There, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. And even if they get fifth, they still have the fifth team gets a play-in game against what's presumably going to be New Zealand out of Oceania. Because again, Australia moved to the Asian Conference, no longer in Oceania, which, I mean, it's basically New Zealand and a bunch of, like, not Caribbean, uh, but Pacific Islands that are tiny. So it'll oh, be no. New Zealand against the fifth place team. So you're thinking... Five teams should make it out. No, of this. I mean I remember the year Mexico had to go do that, and then they just put it on New Zealand, and that was the end of that. Yeah, there is. Uh, uh, Drew, if US doesn't make a top five team, I will eat a hat. I just, I'll, I don't know. Oh, oh, you heard it here first, folks. I, I just can't see it happening. I cannot see it happening. But. Whatever. I digress. We will pick up the World Cup qualifying again in October when it gets going again. Um, there are some interesting games in Europe. Uh, I think Italy's F team uh, beat Liechtenstein like 7 to nothing or something like that. So that's fun. But we'll talk more World Cup qualifying when it comes around again in October. 
I just have the urge to keep saying Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Um, so uh, we'll take a little bit of a break. And uh, oh, by the way, baseball is still going on. So, Some of it's more significant than others. Some of it's more significant. So uh, to buck the trend of us doing Cubs and Sox first for the last however many weeks, we're now doing them last tonight. So we'll, we'll be quick about it because we know you've been with us. So thanks for sticking with us and come on back. All right, so we are back, and we're talking some Cubs baseball, which really just means for this past week, uh, Chris Bryant came back. Yeah, that's about it. It's not worth getting in any of the games. There's no reason to analyze anything. They got shellacked. Uh, that's what a good team does. So that that nice little happy feeling we talked about last podcast, yeah, that's over. Yeah, the Giants are pretty good. Yeah, the Giants are pretty good, and uh, Chris – it was nice to see Chris Bryant. The, the fans treated him spectacularly no, well. No, even Ricketts came out and I think gave him a plaque or something. Mm-hmm. Or was that him or somebody else? I thought I saw Ricketts out there. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Bryant said in one of his interviews that like Jet Hoyer came out and specifically talked to him. And uh, Ross was out with COVID for, I think, the first two games of the series. Um, but... Uh, the video tribute, I think, made him cry at some point. And... No, the first at bat was, I think, the the real, uh, uh, oh, damn. So, yeah. No, I mean, and think about it. Chris Bryant. Uh, it's the guy they built around to win a World Series. He, he's the one, if you listened to our podcast last week, he's on the intro making the final out of the uh, World Series uh, with a spectacular play. With, with the smiling face and everything. Yeah. So, no, Chris Bryant is going down in Cubs history for forever uh, for that. And and he was a great Cub, Rookie of the Year, MVP. They've hinted that he may want to come back if the money's right. If the money's right. I don't right. think any of those guys are coming back. I don't think so either, personally. Um, but he was coy about answering those questions about, like, you know, it's... No, nice. it's fine. I mean, that's what you do. You leave all... You, you never... There's no point in him shutting up the work. No point. Right. If for nothing else is a negotiation point with San Francisco or another team later down the line. And I think on his way out of here, he was like, oh, I'm never going to be back in you know Chicago again as a player for the Cubs. Uh, and then coming back this weekend, I think the thought at least cre- crept into his head is like, oh, maybe this this was nice. <laughs> you know, I kind of missed this because um, no matter how good the team is or how bad they are. No, but he's in a situation where I think he's in the right situation for him. San Francisco is a good, well-run organization, just like the Cubs were a good, well-run organization when he came there. So, mm-hmm. um, He's never missed the playoffs. No. Which is something crazy. Yeah. Good point. So, um, but that's the Cubs. Let's keep rolling on to the White Sox because they actually... Uh, Ball game. They actually have... Oh, well, yep, the Raiders, the Raiders did beat the Ravens. Well, we haven't done the obligatory review yet, but it's either they've win, they've won, or he's out at the one. So anyway, and we'll win shortly. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of the Raiders, which were formerly of Oakland, <laughs> the White Sox uh, played the A's uh, out in Oakland. Did not go particularly well. They lost two of three. They split. It's two of three. Then they played Boston, and they won two of three. So, again, what it comes down to when they play good teams, yeah, that's that's coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, they're effectively kind of 500. So, I mean, that's 
one was away and one was at home. One was away, one was at home. So, I mean, but uh, most of the games were tight. I mean, the couple of the games against the A's, I mean, um, the loss five to one is probably the only one that I said they didn't look competitive in. Um, but all the other ones, the Boston series was super tight. Um, the Friday game where they won was kind of what felt like a playoff game. The Saturday game was just bonkers. Uh, hot, humid air. We knew what that was because we were out in it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, hit ball high, go far, and out of the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday, I confess, I watched a whole 10 minutes of that game. So I just don't know the, the story of it other than I saw Kimbrell lose it and then Leary win it and um, makes me think that the White Sox have the lucky horseshoe. Uh, I think your boys got the lucky horseshoe this year. There's the eye roll. There it is. My boy. Um, he may be manager of the year, but he's he's got he's got the Kavorka going on this year, man. Woo. Uh, yes, uh, Kimbrel, uh, you've had the point before about how he's maybe not being used in the best way for him, and he might be one of those closers with just a very particular mindset to be at his absolute best. That might be the case, and if you're Tony Larusa, he's essential to the White Sox oh, winning no, the World Series. They, they will not. Him or Hendricks have got to be lights what out. they absolutely need out. them to be. Um, Kopech could use some improvement too. Kopech had a good outing, um, I believe, in that uh, he actually, crazy he had, game. Yeah, he actually had two scoreless innings uh, so where he looked shut down and looked good again. Um, so if we can kind of build that up, where you have Kopech, Hendricks, and Kimbrel at their peak, uh, I think the White Sox are hard to beat in the playoffs, but. Got to get there. So we'll see how the White Sox kind of finish out this season. It'll be interesting to see how. Well, their magic uh, number, I mean, they they can wrap up the division with some help from the Cleveland within like the next week or so. Yeah. So that would be a thing. Yeah, I think uh, Giants can wrap up their playoff spot tonight if they win. So we're getting down to it. Yep. People are actually clinching. I think the Reds are still in a playoff. Uh, battle. Uh, I think the Cardinals are still in a playoff battle for the wild cards in the NL. Uh, no, the NL wild card is actually going to be quite entertaining because there's lots. There's of teams a lot of teams still in it. Uh, the AL wild card is basically coming down to some of the to two teams that we just played. The, the teams A's in and the, the East. Boston. Yeah, I mean, and Toronto is in that mix. Yep, Toronto's in that mix. They got Yankees hot real quick. are in that mix. Mm-hmm. So uh, both wild cards. Are Whoever doesn't win the AL East is going to probably end up with a wild card, but Oakland's definitely in that mix, so they could throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. So there will be fun baseball going down to the end. Um, it's just it, it, it gets overshadowed by what the NFL is. I do want to shout out before we end things here tonight that the White Sox are playing the Angels in this next series. Oh, yeah, Shohei Otani. Please watch this series. Shohei Otani is – if for, not, if for nothing else. He's a lock for the AL MVP. Yeah. A lock. And much deserved. Yes. He's having a way of No, no that, that's a guy. Season. If you can get yourself out to the ballpark, if you are so inclined, uh, I encourage you to do that because he is worth the price of admission. He pitches in the last game of the series. He's oh, supposed to go up against uh, Lopez well, in the last fun. game. So catch, that would be the game. If you can yeah, pick one, be an go watch. game too. So, yeah. I that mean, would be the one. Go watch him pitch. Go watch him hit. Uh, whether the White Sox win or lose, hey, we're probably in the playoffs anyway. Go watch a great player do his thing. Check out check out Otani. And we're not going to tell you who won the football game because it's still going on. Apparently that touchdown was premature. So. <laughs> and there was a false start on the Raiders. They're doing Raiders things. 
Um, fun, fun. Might end in a tie for all we know. But anyway, check us out on Twitter. Uh, I will probably do some more live tweeting of the Bears game next weekend uh, at 40 Experience 1. Uh, I will not be uh, coy about it. I will be probably very blunt. It'll be entertaining. <laughs> if nothing else, so check that out. Because, um, yeah, we're Sans F1 race next weekend. So I can actually sleep in and do like Bears pregame. <gasps> oh, oh scary. my goodness. All right. Check us out. Thank you very much. Super fun bringing this to you. And we will catch y'all on the next one. Thank you for joining us on the 4D Experience. If you like what you heard, please click that subscribe button and your favorite podcasting app. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.